Corporate Unplugged opens the door to a world of people transforming business. They share their dreams, their experiences, and what they would never give up. I'm very glad to have Alexander of Joknik with me. He is the chairman of Oriflame, a Swiss company group with strong Swedish roots. They are selling beauty products direct in more than 60 countries, and they have some pretty big numbers. They have uh, 1,000 products that are marketed via 3 million independent consultants, and they are selling for 1.3 billion euros. I know, Alexander, that you, uh, in your company, sometimes you're using so-called payoff, where you say your dreams are inspiration, which leads me to my actually first question is, what, what's, what is actually... Uh, your dream or your passion if you want to I don't have one big dream I have a big passion for for business and building strong business because we're a family company it's very natural to focus on building a strong company not necessarily the biggest but a strong company always proceeding in the right direction but on the dream side I I think a dream that is taking more and more shape is that a dream scenario would be that it's truly possible to do sustainable business in a truly sustainable world. I think that would be my dream, actually. Because that would mean that we have a future for our kids and the heritage. It's the sustainable world and that we can do great business within that, which I believe a lot in, in the market mm. economy, after all. Mm. But for your company, uh, as far as I've seen and read, uh, it has always been important with social responsibility, mm. engagement in the people, understanding mm. the background of the people and mm. so on from mm. what I've read mm. and, and heard. Is that still very strong in your culture? Very much so. Oriflame is um, driven by independent sales consultants and they are spread out over 60 countries, like you said. And covering, you know, Russia, China, Indonesia, Mexico, you know, Africa, all different cultures, all different walks of life, and they are independent. Mm. So we can only work effectively by motivating them. And if we are not focused on what really motivates them, then uh, we are not successful. I think that's why it's so strong and that's why it's so natural and it, on the most basic level, we are all very similar. We want to create a, a strong foundation for our family, you know, sending kids to school, food on the table. In many cultures, they talk a lot about taking care of their parents, somewhere to live for them. Up until that level, most people are thinking the same way. After that, it, it, it's more variety. I was thinking about all the, you know, the, the basic needs of, uh, well, people, but companies as well, in a way. You go for, you know, the survival needs, mm. that kind of set of mm. needs, and then you go for some kind of a success, mm. whatever mm. that is, in different countries and different, for different people. And then you go for the next level. Mm. Once you reach that, then you are into more transformation thinking. Mm. You know, what can you change or what can you do better and so on. Are you mostly driven by that kind of transformation in our interaction uh, with the networks, the focus is on them, and many of them are very much focused on the, the basic needs. 
plus two very important things. One is the personal expression. Most of our uh, successful colleagues are fantastic personalities. And maybe they don't always fit into the normal corporate job. Or maybe they didn't ever got an opportunity to do it. So, and, and sometimes, you know, they don't know if the fork and knife should be left or right, you know, and so on. But when they sort that out and when they get the confidence to present in to others, then they bloom. And, and that's a big part of it. And then, of course, uh, a lot about dreams in terms of um, traveling the world and preferably with your family. Mm -hmm. So I think those are the elements of when we talk about dreams mm -hmm. in the context of Oriflame networks. That must be fantastic to see people bloom, as you say, in that, mm. in that sense, to give mm. them that kind of uh, confidence. Mm. But looking at, at your products, I know these beauty mm. products, mm. Uh, some uh, nutrition as well, of course. And when you look at these pictures a little bit on the website with these beautiful women, mm. uh, like, mm. I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years mm. old or mm. so, some kind of image of a perfect, happy mm. woman kind of look. <laughs> uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you need to you know, be inspired mm. by that as mm. well. But at the same time, I'm thinking your clients, are mm. they in that age group or are they just uh, you know, a mix of all kinds of people? Or That's a good question. I mean, Oriflame is uh, 50 years old this year. And um, in some markets, I would say that our colleagues are 40 plus. So, not very young. <laughs> in some markets, they are truly 20 to 35. And, uh, and we are fairly big in Muslim countries nowadays. I mean, Indonesia is a very big Oriflame market and we attract a lot of young people. And uh, so, so there, there's really a mix. When it comes to these traditional beauty pictures and, and so on, you can say, are they really reality? Not really, but like our, uh, some of my uh, colleagues from Russia said, don't bother us with reality. We know all about it. <laughs> Just put the dream there. <laughs> so uh, I, I think uh, that the, the Oriflame women, they, they are uh, well-founded in reality and, and, and they know it's, it's an expression of a happy dream. Uh, and it's... Not yeah. more, not less than that. So we yeah. shouldn't get too overexcited about it. <laughs> so no, no super magic creams, but but good creams and good stuff. What was driving you? I mean, personally, to you know, to to drive this further and and improve and and grow. It must have been uh, ingrained <laughs> into me and probably. Uh, many other of my uh, cousins and brothers, <laughs> this yeah. uh, entrepreneurial spirit. Because you cannot really, I cannot really explain it very clearly, except that it's just there. I get a lot of satisfaction from feeling that we are truly professional, that we are uh, focusing on being truly relevant, which is a tricky thing now. The world is changing fast. And when you are thinking about it globally, it's fairly complex. So how do you make sure that you stay relevant? And when you think you know what you need to do to be relevant, how do you implement that in a truly professional way? And 
at the end of the day, I, I like just saying, okay, if we compare to one year ago, are we better off? Did we do a good job? And, and there is a lot of satisfaction in that simple logic. And uh, personally, I feel very strongly about the environmental sustainability. And it, it's not always 100% connected to the business challenges, but in the context of do we want this company to be successful for a long time, then we need to build it truly sustainable. And then it needs to over time be truly uh, sustainable from an environmental point of view as well. And here, most of the work remains in this area, as for most companies, because we don't have truly sustainable solutions yet. I still think if you compare five years ago, the agenda is much clearer. People are much more on top of what are the challenges. We are able to um, push down the questions to a level in the organizations where you can truly start to in practical terms, look for alternatives, smart solutions that combines financial sustainability with environmental sustainability. So, but on a more general level, I do think we are not seeing yet very convincing signs that we are winning the environmental challenge. It's still trending in the wrong direction fairly fast and that's really disturbing because then it feels okay we're running a successful business but it's on borrowed time so to say and that is not entirely authentic mm. i feel yeah. that's maybe a clearer point of, of the dream i mean i want to see when will we start to believe that and more practically how when can we start to see what will it look like when we are 10 billion people living in a sustainable way mm. and in a good way. Mm. I don't think there is single solutions or magic pills or something that you can truly rely on. It's more the, the culture and the attitude of questioning yourself, your organization in order to make sure that you stay relevant. Mm because what is relevant is changing and it will continue to change. I mean, if you think about it from the context of Oriflame is now 50 years old, what will Oriflame look like in another 25 years? Will we still be around? I believe so, but we will only be around if we stay relevant. And uh, mm. there might be a day when you are not relevant and despite doing your best, that's, that's fine. That's but, the course of nature somehow, yeah, right? Exactly. But uh, right now I, I feel extremely motivated around Oriflame because I think we are extremely relevant in the, in the context of people looking for uh, self-employment, ability to uh, express themselves professionally, work with um, inner and outer beauty. Inner beauty being, you know, how do you take care of yourself in, in, in a reasonable way? all the way from exercise to omega-3. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, how do, you, uh, how do you manage healthy aging in, in terms of look and feel? And, and here, uh, science is moving along. I mean, when Oriflame started, there was not that much science, to, to be honest. I mean, it was moisturizing with fragrance. Mm. But today, it's very much science in, into 
especially skincare, but more and more uh, other areas of our business. I've uh, met uh, recently with a professor in Milan, uh, Roberto Verganti, and he says that ideas are abundant and technologies are easily accessible. What is really in short supply is the capability to propose a new interpretation, like a new vision in like some kind of a confusing world. Mm. And moving innovation one level higher to mm. meaning is necessary to make a difference today as a company. Mm. So what we miss in our world is not solutions or, or, or things like that, but mm. direction. Mm. So not the how, but the why, you could mm. say. Mm. And that's also uh, from his experiences yeah. that he's, he's speaking about this, and he's kind of digging into this innovation of meaning. Mm. And we've seen a lot of things going on as new platforms, mm. for example, mm. coming in, changing the dynamics of, of old businesses or maybe changing even business models, as we've seen. But your business model is interesting because it's really also relevant in the sense that it's tagging into a lot of people out there that want to have more freedom, mm. flexibility in their mm. lives. Mm. And they can get that by, mm. you know, working as one of your consultants, right? Almost anything is possible from it technical point of view, or will be possible within a fairly short period of time, because innovation is its really accelerating. When you combine big data with everybody's connected, you know, with just a sheer number of engineers <laughs> that are graduating, and I mean, all these things combined, it just drives an innovation explosion. But the problem is that what type of solutions do we want to create, for whom, and why are they really interested in it? And, and that is the trick. And, and the trick is somehow to, to, to keep it simple enough so it's uh, to really dig down to the robust, consistent components of meaning in your business. At least for me, that makes me comfortable when it comes to staying relevant for you know you know if we look five ten years mm. because it, then and for oriflame it's like okay will um, people are interested in working for themselves and, and building a, a family business for them and the family i think that's a fairly robust driver people want to uh, work with products and ideas that they understand and that they are uh, passionate about. And here I think health is a clear trend. It will stay relevant for a very long time, forever, I, I would assume. Beauty is surprisingly relevant. And <laughs> who knows how long, but uh, for the foreseeable future, it seems very relevant. And, um, uh, and then they want to belong to a, a community where they feel th there is some commonality in terms of basic values and we talk a lot about um, trust and respect and it's no rocket science it's just speaking simple truth and delivering on, on the basics of, of the expectations and then you create a culture where people are I mean we just came back from Miami where we we uh, had the, this start of the 50 year anniversary and, and, and there were 40 different countries represented. And there were just a lot of people from different countries who had never been to the States. And uh, they surely haven't been there together with uh, other entrepreneurs from 40 countries celebrating together. Um, 
and again it was you know it was Chinese and Russians and Romanians and Africans and Mexicans and, <laughs> and Swedes uh, in a big uh, group where, where people feel that uh, we have a commonality and people are looking for that because the the, the, the national state is not so strong anymore at least I mean in Sweden I mean what's what is Swedish I mean it it's not as crystal clear today as it was 40 years ago and then you come to the European level etc it's still very relevant but uh, people are also also looking to add other community feelings we work with that in Orflin but uh, going back to you what turning points in your life have you influenced you the most I'm not colored by any single big drama so to say mm. but I think it's very interesting to look back and see how small decisions add up to define where you are <laughs> and of course you can always connect the dots like they say <laughs> backwards <laughs> but it's interesting to do it and see how you know small uh, decisions adds up but maybe two things uh, have color me from a business point of view of course Oriflame being 50 years old has gone through several deep crises or challenges where external or internal forces has really put the company at jeopardy. Nothing is given. And, uh, and the other one is, for me, it was uh, when climate change came. And, you know, around that 2007, when people really started, uh, <laughs> when the big debate started. And, I, I took a lot of time at that stage to really dig into the science of climate change. And I traveled to Greenland, for example, with Bob Correll and other scientists. And, and, and that was a very humbling and disturbing experience as well. Because once you dig into it, you cannot ignore it. At that time, I was very frustrated. <laughs> And I wanted to um, reach out to my friends, not to tell them you should think this way, but I wanted to give them the basic science and give them an opportunity to discuss among themselves what does this mean for uh, your... And most, many of them are entrepreneurs. Um, so what does this mean for you and, and your company, etc. and for us as a group of friends? So I, I started... Uh, a foundation together with my friend that we ran for a while that is called Serious Nature. And, and we facilitated group discussions on this top topic where we went through one hour of science and then one hour of general discussion. And we really tried to move the awareness at that time. I think it's common sense and prudent business strategy to have a robust understanding of what challenges mm. do we have and what gaps are there and how do we start filling those gaps. If you could give one uh, piece of advice to, to leaders in general, what would it be? It's hard to give advice in general because everybody is different. And, uh, and I think maybe that, mm. th that's interesting in itself. I think there are many ways to reach a certain specific goal. And, and you can choose it, choose to do it in, in different ways. And whatever you choose, stay true to that uh, style 
and keep at it because then you are um, then people will un- understand who you are, how to interact with you, and you become predictable. And uh, but you don't need to do it in the same way. I mean, some people are risk avert or introvert or <laughs> or extrovert, etc. So mm. th- th- you can do it in in many different ways. But uh, mm. stay true to your way of doing it. Focus. Uh, on the goal and uh, by being uh, consistent and predictable, I think you increase your ability to get people with you and and reach uh, where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And for corporations, I, I think it comes down to this uh, objective view on how do we stay relevant. And it's it's sometimes tough. I mean, and stimulating just to take a step. Out back and say, are we really doing something that is relevant? Are you looking for to drive a certain change? The key challenge that we want to get through is that we create really strong tools for our independent network leaders, or in other words, our local entrepreneurs, so they can build a strong and successful business for themselves. Mm. Th- that is really uh, the core, and it has for us. It has always been about beauty, skincare, and and wellness. But uh, really, the the core is to create relevant, strong tools for them to build their own business. And when we are at the best, and we are not always at the best, but when we are, then uh, we create a lot of entrepreneurs in emerging markets, in Northern Africa, mm. in Turkey, in Indonesia, in Europe, mm. and, uh, you know, everywhere. And, and uh, that is really the, the core and, uh, and the most rewarding part of, of the business. Mm. I can see that. But really, uh, to think about it as a micro-entrepreneurial, you know, network mm-hmm. that you're building mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's a beautiful a powerful impact, actually. Yeah, and, and it is important how you do it because our industry is, is not free from criticism. And I, I used to uh, compare it to the finance industry. I mean, the, the, the legitimate finance industry, it moves all the way from mortgages, you know, plain vanilla mortgages, to short-term SMS loans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quite a big difference. And... Uh, but still the finance industry. And it's the same with the, the, the direct sales industry. And uh, I'm proud that we are running a very solid business uh, based on uh, strong respect for those we work with and, uh, and thereby being good for the industry. So it's also really important how you do it because there are many examples where people are stretching the, the borders of how to implement it in a good way. If uh, we uh, move back some, let's say, 15 years or so, what would be uh, the advice that you would give to yourself? In some ways, uh, same as I try to tell myself today, to look upon challenges as opportunities and not to worry so much about, I mean, uh, keeping the energy, but not worrying so much about the result. It will be what it will be. So having more fun 
while taking care of challenges. Thereby, you, you keep the energy high and you can keep going longer. And that's a balance. I mean, you cannot be too relaxed about it because then it will not work hard enough. <laughs> Uh, but if you are uh, too achievement-oriented, then it's hard to see how you can stay in the game long enough. What do you do when you need to kind of recharge or you need more, you know, sometimes energy or inspiration and so on? Do you mm. have any tricks and tools <laughs> that you use? Oh, that's a good question, Sometimes, I mean, you need to disconnect, but also going back to, to the purpose and, and revisit uh, why am I so engaged into Oriflame or sustainability or it could be a soccer team or whatever. <laughs> and really go back and say, where did it start? Why have I been so engaged? And then usually you, you kind of get back to the basics and you mm -hmm. think, oh, well, this is truly meaningful to me. And, and then the energy mm -hmm. just comes back. Like reconnect. What do you think is the most important thing for, for companies in general now to focus on? I think coming back to just staying relevant because the number of solutions is exploding and the number of companies delivering different types of solutions is exploding in general. And I think that's the challenge. And uh, and if you need to adjust to stay relevant, you better do it. And if, if we you know, increase this perspective to kind of a global level, what do you think the world needs most at this time? Mm. A positive narrative or a future description slash vision that is positive, where uh, unbelievable... It needs to be believable, and to be believable, it needs to be practical and understandable. So, so it needs to be a description of the future where we feel that we will be better off than we are today. And it needs to include everyone. The political challenges, people are looking back for times in history where they felt good and, and they dream back to that. For me, that's what Trump is. He wants to make America great again. So kind of telling people that if we go back to how we did it in the whenever, 50s, 60s, 70s, everything will be hunky-dory. And uh, that's, of course, I don't believe that's the way forward. But um, so, so we, we need an alternative description. And, and it needs to be stringent and relevant and, and professional and all of that. So th there, there is commonality. <laughs> But, but we need to embrace change. It will happen anyway. And, uh, and just work to set that uh, future. Alexander, thank you very, very much. It was very interesting and valuable to talk to you. For those of you who want to find out more about Alexander and Oriflame, of course, you can head to their website, oriflame.com. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, live with purpose and remember to unplug. <laughs> Ciao. Great.